Welcome to this episode of The Wolf and the Shepherd. Today, we've entitled this episode, Midgets and Other Short Stories. Um, first of all, I'd just like to thank everybody who tuned in and listened to Witches and Gingers. We had a lot of positive feedback for that podcast. I had specifically one very helpful piece of advice from a friend who texted me within about 30 minutes of the release, and he said, good job on not being too mean about the witches, because you know they've sold their souls to the devil, unlike the gingers, who have no souls. True. So, you know, I'm looking forward to his feedback on this one, because oh, absolutely, absolutely going to be dynamite. I, I I'm looking forward to that as well. I honestly yeah. don't know how we made it through there without being too offensive, and I've got my fingers crossed that we're going to be able to get through this one without being too offensive. Well, you know, if we kind of shake off the hexes we got from the last episode, um, I do want to say that when we're using the word midget, through this podcast we are absolutely not trying to be offensive there is very mixed um opinions on the internet whether the word midget is offensive or not well and of course we know everything on the internet it's true well so. yeah and that's why like i said when it's split 50 50 i just don't know what to believe but um the uh little uh, people of america which was formed in 1957 um amazingly when i think midgets had their prime kind of uh movie appearances you think around that type of era they've kind of slunk off a little bit there's not that many no, roles that, for midgets since that is true because you've got the wizard of oz of course and that's a famous one uh you've got uh willy wonka and the chocolate factory or charlie right. and the chocolate factory yeah, i always uh -huh. get confused which one's yeah. the book and which one's the movie right and so you got them in there Fantasy uh, Island, the midget there, the plane, the plane. Oh yeah, yeah him, but, but yeah. don't had forget, a good career. Yeah, but don't don't forget he was in James Bond. Yeah. before that, and he uh, basically played kind of that same character, yeah. which I didn't know as I've been going through the Bond films. Yeah, yeah there he was. So yeah, you got that, and then you you move on into uh, the the eighties. And you got some littler people in there. I don't know if you could necessarily consider them midgets or not. Uh, not too big. And then you're <laughs> right. It just kind of all died off. But the only one that really comes to mind, actually there's two, is Peter Dinklage, of course. And so I'm sure there's lots of Games of Thrones fans out there. I'm not much of a Game of Thrones fan person. But uh, you got him. I, I remember him more, honestly, from the movie Elf than I do Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. So you got him, and then yeah. you've got uh, Wee Man from right. the Jackass yeah, series. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of funny how they called him Wee Man. And right. You know, he grabbed a hold of that name. So right. those are the only two, honestly, that just in modern day times, as we'll call them, come to mind. Yeah, and I was actually thinking about that when I was driving to the studio tonight, that I don't necessarily think being a person of small stature really kind of negates you from many jobs. I mean, yeah, point guard for the Dallas Mavericks, probably not getting the job. Probably not. Right, tight end. Cowboys not getting the job. Probably but, not. You know, there's. I don't think there's as much discrimination as there are for, I guess, perhaps, you know, physical disabilities. Because really, if you're a person of short stature, you don't really have a disability. You just happen to be short. Um, Correct. You, know, you, you still have, uh, you know, there's nothing cognitively, you know, deficient. You just happen to be short on most jobs. You know, you don't have to have necessarily, I mean, unless he's shelf stacking at Walmart on the top shelf. Right. You know, it, it's not really, uh, uh, you but, know, an issue. But see, let, let's, let's take that into consideration, though. Let's say you're the hiring manager at Walmart and you got some shelf stalkers out there that you got to hire. Wouldn't you want to hire the midget to be able to shelf or stock the bottom shelves? Yeah, so they could not... do it so much quicker. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So it, it's not a disadvantage if you look at it in a certain way, it could be actually an advantage. But would it also not be so much funnier for the top shelf one if you had one midget pushing along a stepladder for the other midget to reach the top shelf? Well, yeah. See? <laughs> there you go. Forward thinking right there. You know, upward mobility. That's what it's all about. Now, I know the... Uh topic of midgets is very close to your heart because you've always had a fascination I, with them. I honestly can um, say I have. You have, and I don't want to say it's an unnatural fascination, but it kind of somewhat is. Um, I remember the first time I saw you 
actually see two midgets in the flesh and you were just standing there drooling um it was at a friend's party and we were playing what is it cornhole yeah. or whatever whatever that game is um and i was playing with my beautiful wonderful single friend Kristen. who if you're a single male in the dfw area she is available so just send me a message oh i, um, I had no idea we were gonna yeah, do dating yeah, shout yeah. outs well but, yeah all right yeah but anyway nothing um, wrong with that no we we were playing cornhole doing pretty good our friend Eric to the left of me had had a lot to drink and I think he threw a few of his things over the fence directly to the left of us and completely missed it. But then we saw the two midgets like about three rows down and you weren't even playing the game. You were just standing there watching them. And I remember watching them and thinking, they suck at this game. You've got to give them half the distance because I mean, oh, like, sure. you know, I mean, just... Uh, j just the whole thing of look. I understand you're trying to compete, but look, you you're not even reaching it. You've got you've got to move down there, you know. So I think there does need to be certain allowances for short people, you know. But we don't have to treat them as less than just because they're small. Sure, I guess it's the same reason why. Look, look at basketball. Uh, you know, to use something that's stereotypically for tall people. Even in college right. basketball, the three point line is closer than it is in the pros. So, yeah. it, uh -huh. you know, they, they don't have necessarily that ability like the pros do to be able to sink the basket, so they put it a little right. bit closer. Right. So it's basically kind of the, yeah. the same thing. So in you looking into all of this stuff and, and doing a little bit of your fact-checking, what, what exactly defines a midget? Um, well, it's supposed to be somebody who is proportionally... Uh, well, proportional in terms of their limbs to their body. So basically, if you took a regular-sized human, maybe of average height for a woman or a male, but they stopped growing around about three feet, three and a half feet, but kept those same proportions, that is a midget. Whereas dwarves have disproportionate-sized limbs. So you're talking more about, <clears throat> like, when, when you get that picture of somebody with the kind of the big head we're going back we're body. going back to pinker dinklish again yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind yeah. of thing so yeah. so there is a yeah. difference between a midget and a, a what, dwarf what, a yeah. dwarf yeah there, okay. there is a difference and, and and is dwarf actually that you know term that is used it, it is it, it's called well it's in called, the little people world i guess uh, is what i should say well i think originally it's just called dwarfism and that was the term applied to somebody who had uh, growth impediments, I guess you want to say. But dwarves get very offended by the term midget. Wow. Okay, so hang yeah. on. Let me get this straight now. Yeah. So dwarves get offended by the term midget. Yes. They don't consider themselves midgets. Right. But midgets do not get offended by the term midget. No. Um, this dwarves, is, this dwarves, is already yeah. getting very complex. Well, this is going back to the uh, Little People of America okay. organization. Uh, they call the midget word the M word. They don't Ooh. even want to mention it. Really? Of. Yeah. Okay. So this is the new slur, the M word. Um, and it only seems to be dwarves who are offended by the use of the word midget. When you go on the internet and you look at stories about midgets and, you know, people giving their testimonies, they don't care about the word midget. It only seems to be dwarves who dislike the word midget. Hmm. And it's funny because, um, you know, they don't mind the word dwarf, even given its kind of like connotations with, you know, Lord of the Rings or right. whatever. Uh, to type be honest thing, with you, I hear, hate the word midget. I hear the term dwarf, and yeah. what I picture is something out of like Dungeons and Dragons. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I picture a short, like, warrior type person, you know, big sword, kind of, for some reason, a big nose. Don't know why I picture that. But that, that's what comes to mind when I hear the word dwarf. Because well, he has that, a dis disproportionately sized nose. Yeah, yeah. But I, I get that kind of, uh, let's call it mythical, uh, picture in my head. I, yeah. I don't picture a real life thing. It's like a unicorn 
yeah, it looks like a horse and it's got a horn on its head, but if I heard unicorn, I picture, you know, something mythical. Yeah. I, I don't picture that being something that's actually real, but dwarves are real. Yeah. And um, dwarfism in terms of height is actually uh, described as four foot ten or shorter. Which four me- four foot ten or shorter. Yeah, so wow. they so they are pissed off at Six Flags for one. Yeah, yeah. Not many rides um, they can ride. So the typical heights for dwarves are between two foot eight and four foot eight, which makes me wonder, kind of like why they did that four foot ten. I think they were just trying to push the envelope there because I bet you at Six Flags it's like four foot eight or something, and they're like, let's sneak a few dwarves on the rides just to kind of even it out. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't honestly picture Six Flags having like a, a little people day because why even bother? You'd have to shut down three quarters of the park. Well, I, d- I don't know. I mean, that'd be a good idea. That'd be a good marketing thing. Yeah. I, I guess. It's I, because it, of the safety guards which come down. If you're uh, short than a certain height, you can slip under those. And like the last thing you want to see on that roller coaster when it does that loop the loop thing, oh, does that 360 yeah. is like. 20 dwarves flying off in the yeah, air. Yeah, that, that, you know, wouldn't, that, that wouldn't lawsuit, be a good thing. Lawsuit waiting to happen. Absolutely. Um, but also, I mean, on the internet, it's very difficult to find much factual information uh, in terms of backgrounds of, uh, you know, I guess societies or social groupings of dwarves and midgets. Because the whole attraction, historically, when you had them... Uh, and fairgrounds and carnivals and stuff was, we're it, was about, unique. Right, we're talking yeah. about like the P.T. Barnum days yeah, yeah. when he had his yeah. sideshow and he's got the bearded yeah. lady and he's got yeah. all this other stuff, yeah. right? And then uh, what was the famous one? Uh, ti- is it Tiny Tim? Tiny Tim. Tiny yeah. Tim, you know, yeah. it, it's kind of like that. It was yeah. like, here's something you don't see every day. Right, yeah, exactly. And let's be honest, you don't see a midget or a dwarf or a little person or whatever you want to call them. You don't see them necessarily every day no. if you're just... Much, your to, normal, much, much to your dismay. <laughs> yes, yeah, much, yeah, to much to my dismay, much yeah. to my dismay, yeah. absolutely. I, I mean, unless you're working with one or maybe you've got... Uh, a neighbor that that is one it, you just don't see them that often and i guess that's that's part of a little of my fascination yeah it, it's just i i don't know why i'm so drawn to it but i i certainly am it it just it seems unicornish it yeah. seems unreal right. to me yeah and i i think i mean i i find it difficult to comprehend why the word midget is offensive whereas dwarf is not I mean, obviously, I'm neither. I would think it would honestly be the other way around. Right. I, I would honestly think that, too, because um, one of the first definitions I found for a dwarf online, and I saw this on three different websites, and it came up on the first page of Google. So out of 10 search results, when I looked up, what is a dwarf? This is the description which came up. Okay. A dwarf is considered a legendary creature resembling a tiny old man who lives in the depths of the earth and guards buried treasure. Ah. So isn't that very similar to like a gnome? You know, the ones with the little pointy hats and all of that? Yeah. Because that's what, when you read that, that's immediately what I picture in my head. And I'm not talking about that cartoon that David the gnome where they were little bitty. Right. I'm I'm talking about kind of the bigger gnomes, but... You know, you, you've got all of these, once again, mythical creatures in there. So you've got the gnomes, you've got the leprechauns, uh, you know, this little person, right? Uh, yeah. I just still attribute that word dwarf more towards that mythical right. pretend, yeah. whatever. So then you would think that would be the offensive term. Right. And let not to just keep rehashing one, but let's think about that scene in the movie Elf where he's in the boardroom and Buddy the Elf calls him an elf. Right. Kind of that same thing. You know, in that movie, the elves, they're all short and all that good stuff. That's kind of part of the premise behind the movie. So he got real offended by Buddy calling him an elf. Now, obviously, elves, a little bit different. You know, the pointy ears and all that, and there's no real elves, I guess, unless you're from Iceland and you kind of still believe in the elves, but 
do we want to go down that rabbit well, hole quite I yet? I yeah, don't know. I um, well, actually, I went to a website, and it's called differencebetween.net. Okay. Now, I can't uh, really stand up and put my name uh, behind the validity of a lot of the claims on the website. Okay. But I did actually look up the difference between gnomes and dwarves on this website. And again, as we don't really kind of barely tend to fact check anything, I'm just going to go with this as fact. Oh, well, it's a, once again, it's on the internet, right, so it's got to yeah. be true. So it says both gnomes and dwarves are small human-like creatures. Mm. The gnomes live underground, whereas dwarves live in forests and mountains. Ah. So. But, see, once again, even, even with that definition, they're saying human-like. Wouldn't yeah. that, as a little person, wouldn't that be extremely offensive? Right. You'd, you'd if, think if you so, look right? something up you would and, think so. and there's literally a definition out there saying human-like rather than a human, well, you know, that just has this condition. Well, this is the other thing. And like, you know, I took pretty much the first results I got back on the first page of Google search. Oh, right. right. So you have to figure these are the most commonly clicked on you know, links. Right. And um, one of the first ones on Google was, do dwarves and gnomes get along? Do dwarves and gnomes get along? Yeah, like, as in like, you know, do they have any beef with each other? Is, right. is there like fighting? Are they just angry? Yeah, are, are they allowed are they, to intermarry? Right. Are they What's enemies? Up? Are they friends? Yeah, yeah. You, so, know, would, you know, would, would they live in the yeah. same neighborhood yeah. together or yeah. would they practice but, a but it was post, But it was posted as like a serious question. It was like, the gnomes and dwarves, I mean, they, they get on or not? But also, I want to know who's asking this question and who wants to know and for what reason. Well, you know what? There's a lot of bored people out well, there. Well, there are, but they're um, a similar one. Like, I think just about one link down was, uh, are dwarves and gnomes the same? And the answer, and this was on, I think, ask.com, ah. which is a very common website where yep. people ask a lot of stuff, you know, uh, under the asking for a friend right. type thing. And uh, the top response was they're likely originally the same thing Ooh. so dwarves and gnomes are likely the same thing mm. so that could really be taken offensive for those that you know maybe yeah. formed their own yeah. sect there and said oh yeah. no we we've never been the same I, I could see this movement behind some dwarves that would say oh no we we had never been the same of course gnomes aren't real but uh, yeah, I'm, you know, you're getting that look well, again, kind of like. Well, that's not elves. true because I had two in my garden, ah. in my last house. So well, no, that's true. Well, yeah, that yeah, that's a good point. But but I even mean, but even with Reddit though, which is one of the top obviously social media right. platforms on the internet, um, when you type in dwarves, the top response for years and years of like through all that hundreds of thousands of forums was. Is there any actual difference between dwarves and gnomes? Yeah. So you've got the With, great minds of Reddit there at right. work, had, and that's their top. And, and so for for those years, yeah. then they still haven't been able to solve the mystery. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, also on Google, I mean, on that very first page, and um, you know, I had to stop and think about this question myself when I read it. Um, I got quite existential for about five minutes, but it came up with. Why do dwarves hate giants? Mm. I I didn't realize that they could, but you know what? I could I could honestly see that. I mean, it, there's always been, even among people that are what we'll call normal or average height, you know, they they always seem to be jealous of something they don't have. So they might be jealous of taller people, right? You know, think about the. There, there's a deal that goes around the internet all the time about single women that are dating, and they always say, you know, he's got to be six foot tall right, or yeah. taller. So if yeah. you say, I'm five foot, she already has turned yeah. off her interest on that. Yeah. Even if you say, I'm five foot 11 and three quarters, you're, if you don't start the sentence out with, my height is six foot something... They just immediately shut down. Three three foot ten is not going to cut it. Is I it? I don't think oh, so. I think it's going to cut it. But unless you, they're a millionaire. Well, yeah, because you money you can be one you can be one foot ten and be a millionaire yeah, and uh, absolutely you're going to get a lot of hits on your uh, Match.com profile. 
Uh, one thing I did find while I say doing research, I was just typing in words and following the first links I could find, is it's just amazing how many little people get led into life of crime. There are, I, I, crime. Literally found, I, I literally found dozens upon dozens of stories of dwarves um, being led into lives of crime. And it was like, and a lot of the time they're being manipulated. It's not like a bunch of dwarves getting together and saying, hey, look, you know, his TV gig's not working out since the little people of America ruined it for us. Right. So let's go into like robbing jewelry stores. Um, how many of them were actually being manipulated by gangs, especially in South America, where they would get midgets or dwarves and actually get them to do the dirty work for them? That's interesting because when, when you brought up this topic to me of us discussing it, I didn't do near the amount of research that, that you did, of course. But I did find a quote, and I wonder if this quote, I, I honestly, I wrote it down, but I didn't write down who actually said the quote. But there's an old quote that says, Dwarves are a people characterized by their short stature and love of mining and beer. Yeah. So I wonder if they try to turn to that life of crime because, I mean, you got to have money for booze. You got to have money to go buy you a pickaxe yeah. so you can go and do your mining. And then once your mining is done, you turn around and you have your beer, you go to sleep, and I guess repeat the next day. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually going to be helping a friend next week uh, digging up his garden. And I've looked at the prices of pickaxes at Home Depot, and they are pretty pricey. So, you know, I think, you know, if you're a dwarf, you're probably going to have to rob at least a 7-Eleven to be able to afford the pickaxe and ah, the but, beer. But they only keep $20 in the cash register Well, they nowadays. do. Well, they do. But, um, uh, again, what uh, one of the questions I saw um, on the internet was, uh, do midgets get drunk? on less alcohol than a normal person. So is one beer just good enough to get Ooh. a dwarf drunk? I mean, that's an excellent theory because, you know, the, the effect of alcohol on you is usually determined by, you know, basically your body mass index, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, how yeah. tall you are, how big you are. And then, of course, there's tolerance and, yeah. and all that stuff built into it as well. But it makes sense that a smaller person could get drunk faster than a bigger person. Yeah, it must so be. So maybe that's yeah. why they didn't like giants. I mean, you think about Andre the Giant. Oh, good. I read some Oh, deal yeah, about he drank how, like 120 pints yeah, of beer or yeah. something and, and still it, wasn't drunk. Not only that, but yeah. you, you see the pictures of him just holding a can of beer. <laughs> yeah, Seriously, uh, yeah. <laughs> get on Google and, and do an yeah, image yeah. search of uh, Andre the Giant holding a yeah. normal 12-ounce can of beer. It's hilarious right. to, to yeah. see how small that is. And you think about how big that dude was, that's probably, I mean, a 12-ounce beer is probably a sip for him. Right. I mean, let's be yeah. honest. He yeah. cracks oh, it open, yeah. and it's one oh, swallow. Yeah, it's gone, yeah. It's got to be. Uh-huh. But that, um, I also thought, well, it must be pretty nice to drink, like, I don't know, a quarter of a can of White Claw and then just pass out for the night. True. Yeah, it, it <laughs> does make it to where even if they have that interest in mining and beer... And they work all day, and then if they go home and, you know, your normal person might buy a six-pack of beer and drink two or three of them at night, they buy a six-pack of beer, that's a week's worth of beer. I mean, right? Yeah. they they might even buy the those aluminum cans that have the resealable lids. I mean, right. maybe they only yeah. drink half a beer right. a night. Uh -huh. So yeah. that, there's some yeah. money savings there. Yeah. I, I, I sometimes kind of think, um, well, actually, that's not true. I only thought about it today. Uh is what do they do when they like buy something like vitamins, you know, like one a day vitamins Ooh. and stuff? Because yeah. you get the child size ones, but, you know, children's development needs are different because, you know, how their bones are forming. Right. You know, how, you know, their systems physiologically are like forming and stuff. So as a dwarf, what do you do? Do you just like get one of those one a day vitamins and cut it into quarters or what what, what would you no, think you would do well it and it's not just vitamins though i mean let's think about even like liquid medicine right, right? It, yeah. it says on there you know take a, a tablespoon yeah. so do you take half a tablespoon right i mean do you figure okay i weigh you know 
75 pounds and yeah. the normal adult weighs 150, 160 yeah. pounds. So am I supposed to take half of this? Yeah. I wonder if there's a lot of accidental overdoses right. of over-the-counter medication right. in yeah. dwarves or midgets or little people or, or any of that just for that simple fact. Now, now you're figuring they're going to be using the same amount of electricity as regular people. Now, we know they're definitely using less bath water than regular people, so right. they're making a saving there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Makes now, total sense. Right. Now, in, ter- now in terms of clothes, clo- though... Well, yeah. yeah, see, here we go with clothes, though. I mean, buy... They're still buying the same amount of clothes. Well, as a midget, you could buy kids' clothes, but as a dwarf, you've got to go to those specialist shops online. Wow. As this plane just flew over. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that didn't not, sound not too driven, terrible. Not, dri- not driven by a uh, midget with a grudge. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not. I mean, it, we're, we're still here. <laughs> he didn't it's, drop it's a right. bomb yeah. on us or it's anything. Okay. So, whew. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we dodged one there. Yeah. But, but think about the laundry, though. That's where uh, I was going with the clothes. Yeah. So they probably do laundry less frequently than your average person. Because right. think how many more loads you could get yeah, you can into fit more stuff the laundry. Into the machine, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. kind of like when, when you have kids, right. you know, you can do a lot more of the kids' laundry quicker because right. you can fit so many more right. of their clothes yeah. in there. Uh-huh. I wonder if they get a, a discount at the dry cleaner. Well, that's true. I mean, they're not going to get through too many Tide Pods compared to the normal person. Right. You know, other than the millennials who... I wonder if there are dwarf millennials eating Tide Pods. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know, because some of those Tide Pods might be kind of old. I think you, you buy those boxes full of them, and if they're not using yeah, that much, I mean, exactly. maybe they expired yeah, yeah. or right. something like yeah. that. Maybe the novelty wears off. Yeah. But anyway, as I was saying, it's amazing how many dwarves, midgets, get lured into this life of crime. And uh, like I said, I think it's more exploitation and the predominant type of crime they get involved in is squeezing into small spaces regular people can't, which confused me a little bit because I thought, well, surely it's got to be easier to find a child than a midget, right? Yeah. So why not get a child to sneak in there? Plus, if he's a juvenile, he's probably gonna, not going to get such a heavy sentence anyway. That's true. You know. That's true. But, you know, if you're, if you're planning a heist, right, a jewellery heist, and you're like, dang we just cannot fit a regular sized man in this gap we need to find a midget now how long does it take to find a midget who you can then either coerce threaten manipulate to crawl into that gap as opposed to some street urchin kid who could be like kid go climb through there and we'll buy you a mcdonald's well see to me it'd be Obviously, so much easier to find the kid, right? Right. Because as you're posing this question to me, I'm thinking, forget the crime thing. It, it's hard to find a midget, period, right? Right. So now, you, even if you find a, a group of regular people out there, all walks of life, men, women, all races, everything, there's hopefully now very few of them that would want to commit a crime with you. If you didn't know them, right? You're, you're asking random people, go come commit this crime. So now you're taking this very small sect of the population and you don't know any of them. And then you got to find one that's going to be a criminal with you. Right. But based off your research, what you're saying is they're actually more apt to do it yeah. than, say, a normal sized person or a regular sized right. person. See, I don't even know if saying normal size is even offensive. Right. Once again, not, not trying to be offensive here. Just, you know, talking like we talk. But, but do you think um, that's one thing which is always in the kind of midget or dwarf psyche that we are predestined to follow a certain career? Because, you know, seasonally, you know, for like Christmas, Halloween, all that type of True. stuff, you've, you've got St. Patrick's you've, Day. You, yeah, you've got to be rubbing your hands together as a midget or a dwarf sure. when those times of year come around. It's like... Uh, you can't even walk down the street without people chasing you, offering you jobs. Right. But, of course, that that's not something like putting Christmas lights up in, you know, some city where you could do that. Well, you yeah, know, put them up and reach. take them down, yeah. you know, one time a year and make enough money to, you know, live the rest of the year off that one job, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you think about the, the shopping mall Santa Clauses, right? Or, right. or whatever in... 
that would be where you'd want to go snag you one of those midgets. But there's no way that they're going to be able to make enough money, even if they work, you know, 12, 14, 16 hour shifts during that little rush of, say, you know, right after Thanksgiving to just up before Christmas. So you're talking about almost a month. There's no way they're going to make enough money in that month to be able to live the rest of that year in doing that job. You, you don't think that, like, I don't know, somewhere between, like, Macy's and Coles, you know, the owners are thinking, all right, we need to get four midgets to, like, go in our grotto, to go in Santa's grotto here. And they, if it gets close to the deadline, that they're not willing to pay more to kind of lure a midget or a dwarf to get in that job because it's got to be because they can't be paying a minimum wage because there's not enough of them out there well so what you're saying is maybe they've unionized and they say yeah, well, okay maybe. I, I mean i mean maybe. is is there a midget union out there that says okay you know what if if the tall people are going to exploit us and make us dress up like elves from the north pole then we're going to have to demand X amount of dollars per hour to do this. Well, I don't... That would be smart money. It would. Let's be honest with you. And and I'm offering that advice free to the little people of America. Hey, maybe y'all need to unionize for some of these. Well, well, I I agree to a point there. I don't think the midgets would because midgets, again, according to the internet, seem to be pretty easy going. It's the dwarves who are the problem causers. Those are the really whiny ones. And again, the little people of America seems to be made up of the dwarves and not the midgets. So, yeah, it's probably the dwarves who have formed this union and said, hey, you know, if you want us to play, you know, an elf, because apparently there's a shortage of elves, um, real elves, uh, they're the ones forming the unions and say, hey, yeah, you need to pay us $36 an hour to, you know, go and sit there in Santa's grotto and scare kids. Right, but by that rationale then, shouldn't the midgets create their own union and say, hey, don't hire the dwarves, they want 36 bucks an hour, we'll do it for 30 an hour. Well, yeah, maybe. And, and now they're they're all going to kind of hurt themselves because now you get these two unions fighting back and forth and it's going to lower the wages. Yeah, but you have to think, um, sometimes, you know, I feel they're a little ungrateful for some of the employment they do get. I mean, you take dwarf tossing. Right. I mean, if you had a job where somebody just picked you up and you were dressed in a Velcro suit and threw you against the wall. Oh, that's, yeah. That's pretty made, easy money. Made, right. Made famous in uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. Right. You yeah. Know, where, where they're doing that. And then they yeah. have their little talk around the conference table about, you know, yeah. well, what can we do? And, you know, can can we look them in the eye? And yeah. you say, no, you can't look them in the eye and all that. And and you sit back and, and you laugh at that. Right. Right. But. The ironic part is that was a service that was offered to them. Of course, this is a yeah. movie, right? But yeah. this is actually stuff that happens. Right, yeah. You, uh-huh. you can look in some of the uh, little kind of tabloid-type weekly newspapers, you know, the free newspapers that come out, and there's always one with midget wrestling. Right. It's like, oh, midget wrestling night, this night. Yeah. And, of course, they're using the word midget yeah. once again. So... It, there's this understanding, I guess, among that community that there's people other than me that are fascinated by midgets. Well, They're I, fascinated. I, well, yeah, but I don't know. Um, for some reason, once you get a lot of midgets in a group, they don't tend to make the best decisions. Um, you know, it's not like you get a group of, again, we don't want to be offensive by using the word regular, but when regular people get together, I mean, I know we're not, nobody's really a fan of kind of group think too much especially in the workplace because it's annoying but when you get large groups of midgets together they don't necessarily make good decisions um one of the urban legends um on the internet which nobody can really fact check whether it's true or not was the uh cambodian midget fighting league cambodian midget Fighting league. So you have to wow. remember this is Cambodia. Okay. I don't I don't know if you remember back in the eighties, seventies and eighties, like Cambodia was the poster child of a starving African country. Sure. Right. This this place was like, you know, it's the one where they showed kids like almost looking like skeletons and there'd be a vulture there. Yeah, that that you can feed for yeah, forty uh, cents yeah, a day. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. The, that type of stuff. So in Cambodia, despite all those issues, 
there are enough midgets who formed a fighting league. And if you let, let's think about it, if you're going to form a fighting league, right, you're thinking you're going to have enough of an audience who can pay enough money to come and watch you fight, which is my first issue, right? So we're starving, but I can guarantee what these people would like more than food and bread, sorry, food, bread, water, is they would like to come and watch midgets fight, all right? So that, that was my first issue with the entire scenario. Well, if you have a population that apparently in Cambodia might be fascinated with midgets, right? It's kind of the same thing with homeless people. People say, well, why don't they just go out and get jobs and do that? And you give them money, and what do they typically want to do? They go buy booze, and they go buy cigarettes, and they go buy drugs. So maybe in Cambodia, rather than getting that food and water, they want to spend their money on watching midget fights. Right. And... Well, I mean, again, this urban legend goes that uh, the first fight they had was against a lion. Oh, they're not fighting each other. No, 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 oh, no. Oh, you no, left that part out. No, oh. this isn't like the Hunger Games. No. Oh, now, okay. No. See, this just no. got more interesting. <laughs> or the, oh, the very Hungry Games. Yeah, that would be know. the very yeah, yeah, Hungry hunger, Games. That would be the definition of the Hunger Games, yeah. But um, no, apparently they uh, their first outing, they fought against a lion... Um, after 12 minutes, 28 of the midgets were dead and 14 were badly wounded. So my first thought was, oh, hold on a moment. That's uh, 42 minutes. Where did they find 42 midgets? And secondly, again, as this group think, did right. they not think we'll start out against something maybe slightly less dangerous like a donkey or... Or, or you know, like a house cat. Or a cow, or just something. Or, well, they're probably eating all the cows. But, yeah, I mean, you you got to think, like, the first... Uh, whoever the leader of this group was, you know, yeah, we're going to fight a lion. I wonder how many of them really kind of thought, well, we stand a good chance. Sure, but let's also stop and think about the fact that, okay, you got this starving country. You've somehow rounded up 42 midgets. Yeah. How did you get the lion in there? I mean, whoever put this together it had a much bigger brain for showmanship than, say, Vince McMahon and the right. WWE, right? Because it's like, okay, listen, got an idea. Let's get 42 midgets, and buddy of mine over here, he's got a lion. We'll put right. the lion in there. My money's on the lion, so I'm going to tell my buddy I'll reimburse him if somehow the midgets can kill the lion. But if I don't have to reimburse him for that, think of all the profit we're going to make because now we don't have to pay the 42 midgets that tried to get the lion because the lion's going to kill them all. Do you, do you honestly think there's somebody in Cambodia who's that good at networking that he knows 42 midgets plus the man who owns a lion? Apparently, <laughs> there, there's got to be somebody. This dude, this dude find anything. It's like, yeah, midgets, I'll get you 40 midgets. I'll get you a lion. Hey, hey what, what if it ended up being uh, the old Tiger King guy? You know, maybe he right. would, you know, look, look at what he was able to put together. Right, yeah. And so anybody that's going to deal in those exotic cats, they've yeah. got some bizarre connections. Yeah, I, anyway. I, saw, I saw a great meme actually a couple of months ago. I was actually late to watching the Tiger King, but I saw a great meme and it's that famous one of the woman laying in bed and looking over her shoulder at the man who's struggling to get to sleep. And uh, her thought bubble is going, I bet he's thinking about other women. And he's thinking in his speech bubble, I can't believe all this time I could have bought a tiger for $2,000. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> that, that was my one takeaway from the show as well. And of course, it, it, as everybody knows, we're broadcasting and recording from the great state of Texas where it is legal to have tigers. And, uh, you know, I've always thought, I, it, with the Tiger King stuff that came out, and you got good old Joe Rogan who had his deal about people yeah. and tigers in uh -huh. Texas, right? And then on top of that, you've got the COVID sur or, uh, stimulus money that came right. out. Yeah. I mean, any married couple that qualified for that got yeah. enough money to go buy a tiger. I'm surprised there weren't more tiger purchases well, in I Texas. Think, I, I actually With think... All, I mean, that just yeah. seemed like the perfect storm to come together of lots of tiger well, purchases. I, I actually think that's why they capped the stimulus package at a certain amount. So one person could not buy a tiger. It had to be an equal 
male and female arrangement in a relationship for you to actually pull your money together and buy a tiger because there wasn't enough money in that stimulus check true to actually buy a tiger if you actually wanted to buy a tiger and be able to afford the enclosure it, it actually relied on both of you being complicit can can you imagine though let's say you're a single mom with two kids you got 500 bucks for each one of those kids so you yeah. get your $1200 and then you get a thousand because you got the two kids yeah. and rather than actually feed them you could go buy a tiger well yeah but also i mean you know you build a really bad enclosure you also don't have to worry about feeding the two kids past a couple of weeks after That's you've got true. the tiger anyway there you go um but anyway back to the crime thing um like i said you know it's hard for small people to find consistent employment past the seasonal stuff and so a lot of them get lured coerced manipulated threatened into lives of crime and there were a couple of uh cases which came up repeatedly when i was researching this and one of these i actually have to read this word for word because i can't do it justice go for it it says the short troubled life now first of all the short troubled life i thought oh well, it, it, the is, short it, troubled life, right? It is He's the, thrown one in there, right? Right. Yeah. right. It, yeah. It's almost like yeah. this innuendo, yeah. like a zinger. Did, did, yeah, yeah. Did they put quotes around short, or yeah. was that just the way the no, dude no, wrote the I, sentence? I, I actually did when I wrote it down, but the moment I read it, I was like, oh, come on, this isn't. Yeah, it, this isn't like a uh, talk about a low blow. This isn't a tribute. Right? <laughs> this isn't a tribute to him. So the short troubled life of a drug dealing Harlem midget came to a violent end when he was gunned down while guzzling beer and shooting dice outside of the housing project. Agard, which, you know, they've already given him the name of some kind of like Norse god. Agard. A-G-A-R-D. Wow, that's the dude's name. Three feet tall. Had a long police record. Um... Apparently, one of the times he was arrested, he actually said, I'm a midget. I don't want to be called a dwarf. And I found that kind of controversial, again, from what we've said before about dwarves, you know, kind of like being offended by the midget word. Right. He was actually a dwarf, disproportionate arms and limbs. Um, Said, I'm a midget. I don't want to be called a dwarf. So what you're essentially describing there is can a... And I'm going to use the term little person here because yeah. I got to talk in the very generality. So, mm-hmm. can a little person then choose their identity just like we have with the gender identities of choosing which gender you want to be? So, can a dwarf identify as a midget? Well, I mean, he probably can, but I mean, if you look at him, I mean, you're going to. I mean, given we know the difference between right. the two, sure. we're going to look at him and say it's a dwarf. Yep, or yeah. or it's a midget, but, but but now can they say, no, I don't identify as a dwarf, I identify as a midget. Would you think that kind of agony of existence kind of contributed to him guzzling beer and shooting dice because he was did, disappointed did he, he wasn't a midget, he was actually well, a dwarf? It, there could be that, but he was guzzling beer and he was shooting dice, no mention of a pickaxe. Well, no, he wasn't mining, apparently. So maybe Maybe he's saving up for the pickaxe. I don't know. Yeah, but, well, maybe he was playing dice to try to win enough money to buy the pickaxe. Well, you have to think who gunned him down. I mean, what threat was he to the local gang community that somebody decided to do a drive-by while he was drinking beer, shooting dice, that somebody's like, we're going to shoot that dwarf. Well, let's be honest. If, If you were a member of that gang you'd say, man, that's our sniper now. I mean, think about the smaller target that well, that yeah. dude hit. Yeah. That, that's that's got to be our sniper. If that dude was able to gun down a dwarf or a midget, yeah. throwing dice and guzzling beer, then we've got our sniper. Right, but also... I mean, if you're, somebody somebody yeah. call the Navy SEALs right. and hire this dude. But, right? but also, I mean, like, if you're a gang member, does that count as one fill kill or just like half a kill or a quarter of a Ooh. kill or... Yeah, see, I... You, know, I, you need, do you, like, four midgets or four dwarves to count for right, one. Right, I don't know what the ratio would be, and do you get a full teardrop tattoo, or do you know. only get half a, a teardrop? Dot, I think you just get just, a dot just, for a dwarf. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. That, yeah, that, that's got to be unfortunate, yeah. especially in, in that little world. And um, 
the second most popular story, okay, um, I use the word popular there loosely, um, about dwarves, midgets, and crime was uh, wrestling midgets killed by fake hookers. Fake hookers, not real fake. hookers. Fake, fake hookers. Ooh, fake hookers, okay. right? So it says the world of Mexican midget wrestling is in mourning. Mm. So there is a world of See? Mexican See? midget wrestling. Don't judge me yeah, by my yeah. fascination. Yeah. So it says after two of its most famous stars were apparently poisoned by fake prostitutes. Fake prostitutes. Yeah. So they were on a, they, the, the dwarves were on a promise. You know, something was going to happen. They right. got poisoned. But it didn't actually go into why these fake hookers, and I don't know why they're just calling them fake because they didn't follow through on the promise, but that there was no motive, apparently. That's that's crazy. So you got yep. fake hookers, no motive, two poison midgets. Yeah. You've got to think about that. That sounds like a yeah, Hallmark rivals. movie special. Yeah, that, mm. no, that's, that's an inside job. I bet you some of those other... Midgets, their rivals, whatever, were like hiring some... Oh, it had to be. I wonder if it was some kind of a different uh, Mexican midget wrestling club that didn't like those guys. Right. And so they set the whole thing yeah. up. Uh-huh. Because apparently there's too many Mexican yeah. midget wrestlers and they had to thin the herd. Right, yeah. Crazy. But they're actually um, less likely to get sentenced to the same... Um, sentences as regular sized people when no they appear in court for the so, same crimes so there there's correlation with this so it, yeah it ha- yeah i mean it's how, almost it's how, almost like they get treated like juveniles they don't wow. they don't get the same sentences as regular sized people and there was actually a youtube video which i didn't have time to click on but um anybody listening can actually go ahead and type this in youtube and the video was entitled what happens when midgets go to prison what happens when midgets go to prison? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so all we got to do is run into YouTube, yeah, search yeah, that. Yeah, type that in. At some point, I will, I will actually look that up. But yeah, they, they actually receive uh, disproportionate sentences compared to regular people because I guess the judges or whoever kind of like uh, take into account what life will be like for a dwarf in prison. Crazy. Yeah. So I, I'm curious... What about what we're going to call regular? I, I'm going to try to use the least offensive term here. Uh, regular size people. Yeah. Because they're a little bit on the short side as compared to everybody else that's around them being called a midget. For instance, yeah. so in uh, one of these things that I looked up, in 2014, the coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, Marvin Lewis, had to apologize for calling the Browns quarterback Johnny Manziel a midget. Yeah. Well, I think that was more about the LPA, um, Little People of America, um, that actually done quite a thorough job of trying to eliminate the word midget, but didn't care about the word dwarf so much. And so the word dwarf now is like thrown around for little people even though they want us to just say little people. But to me, I mean, you know, obviously I'm not a dwarf or a midget, but would you not find it more offensive being called a little person? As it, Because does that name in itself just not suggest that you're less than rather than just being called a short person? I, I got to agree with you on that one. The, the one struggle that I've always had with the little people term... Uh, it, it just doesn't flow. It, I almost wish you could come up with a new word, new name, or, or whatever to describe it, because little people just doesn't sound creative enough. I mean, you, you have names for races. You have names for, you know, let's take Texas, for instance. Right. You're a Texan if you live in Texas. I mean, we we went at least as far as as to do that, and it and it wasn't too much of a, a you know challenge to get from you know Texas to Texan, right? But but at least when you say Texan, you get it. It rolls off the tongue. It's descriptive. You know what it's saying. Little people. That just it doesn't roll off the tongue, and it seems 
to be very undescriptive of what's really going on. And then even if you look at, and I can't think of the TV channels, but the you know the TV channels that mostly women watch that have all the reality shows. You know they they have reality shows that uh, have nothing but little people in them, and it's you know little people in right. Miami or little people L.A. or whatever. It just it just doesn't roll off the tongue. Right. It it's they got to come up with something better. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you yeah. got to you got to lock some of them in a room and say y'all y'all can't come out of this room until you come up with a better term. Right. Yeah. And um, the actual word for fear of short or little people in itself doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. This is the word. It's achondroplasiaphobia. Now, who's going to remember that? Wow. Who's yeah. going to remember that word? You could say it's that. It's like, I have a fear. More... I, can't, I can't tell you what it is. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it's achondroplasiaphobia. So, fear of short or little so, people. So they're... There are people out there that have this phobia yeah. that, that they're just basically afraid yeah. of midgets, right? So yeah. I guess they would be the 100% exact opposite of me. Right. Where yeah. I'm so fascinated. Unnatural fascination as opposed to the fear. The, of, the, yeah. This would be the yin to my yang then. Yeah. So, yeah. so take me and one of these acne drawn of plasmophobia. Yeah. people uh-huh. and put us in a room with midgets what a science experiment that would be right but you already like these people who have this fear like if the word dwarf or midget is offensive you're not even giving these people the chance to explain their fear without being offensive right because how many people who have a fear of dwarves or midgets are gonna really be like, yeah, I have achondroplasiaphobia. You know, they say, no, I just don't like dwarves. Yeah, and and I wonder, I wonder how many people are out there that have this and don't even realize that they do have it. Oh, my ex-wife used to. No kidding. Hate midgets and dwarves. If they appeared on TV, she had to turn away. She had to turn her head away. Yeah, I mean, there, there are people out there who, so, so just like clowns, you just, you know, like no, people have an irrational fear of clowns. Right. People have this irrational fear of like midgets and dwarves. Hmm. That they actually have it. Um, I, I guess there are some sad people in all walks of life. I mean, if, if you're afraid of midgets, you're missing out. It, I, can you imagine <laughs> going to a psychiatrist, right? And, it, you know, it's your, it's your first visit. And so you lay down on the couch and, and the little psychiatrist, you know, they whip out the, the legal pad and they're about to take the notes and like, okay, so uh, what brings you here today? And you say, I'm scared of midgets. You've got to be scraping the bottom of the barrel, though, if that's the reason you're going to the psychiatrist. Well, I think, I think people go to psychiatrists for all kinds well, of they do, goofy reasons. You know, you've got but, to have a lot of money left over on your medical plan to actually use your last remaining few visits to go and complain that you're scared of dwarves. Well, you know, if you've got a, an HSA and you've got money you've got to burn, I mean, right. why not go to a psychiatrist yeah. and yeah. say, I'm afraid of midgets? Right, yeah. That, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. But maybe I should go to one and say, I'm fascinated with midgets. Well, yeah. Um, Maybe you should have looked that term up on well, the internet yeah, and figured but, out what's wrong with me here. Well, yeah, but I, I don't think, you know, really, generally, they're doing themselves any favors in terms of, like, you know, the LPA trying to ban the whole midget tossing thing, right, or the dwarf tossing thing, because, you know, it's a victimless event, because, you know, if I'm a dwarf and I'm being paid, like, $25 an hour to dress up in this Velcro suit... right. You know, they're going to give me all the beer I can drink, which is probably half a can of Miller Lite per night. Yeah. And, you know, just throwing me against a wall. I'm sticking there. Everybody's cheering. I'm getting, you know, three or four hours. Like I said, I can have almost a whole can of beer all night if I want it. So I'm completely blind drunk. Um, I don't understand what the complaints are about it. I mean... And in in, in this uh, example that you're bringing, it's not like... They're being forced to do it, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, they're voluntarily yeah. Yeah. going yeah. and and doing this. So, yeah. so why ban that? I right. mean, it, that's that's ridiculous to me. Yeah. I mean, it it started in Australia, which isn't surprising. Um, the whole midget tossing yeah, thing midget started tossing there. Thing like yeah, early eighties started in Australia. Because um, you know, in Australia, for the most part, you've got to worry about being murdered by every insect and reptile there. Um, so, you know, they obviously needed right. to come up with something else, which was entertaining. 
Um, but actually in, a, in America, Florida, of all places, banned it in 1989. I mean, if it, if it gets banned in Florida, it's got to be pretty bad. I mean, you, you're talking about Florida where one of their biggest troubles at the moment is that the amount of meth, which is actually flushed into the sewage system, right. it's creating meth gators. And so you have alligators who are even more pissed off than normal who are because they're approaching on meth. and ch- yeah because they're on meth basically and they get addicted to meth and having non-stop meth and so yeah they're attacking people and they've had to close down and rebuild certain golf courses to actually put up these fences to stop gators actually chasing the golfers so we're talking about florida here right, right. so florida banned uh the whole dwarf tossing the thing almost oh. 30 years ago and new york wow. followed about a year later which, you know, New York's New York. I wouldn't think, you know, like on your average tourist night in Manhattan, that, you know, top of your list or like, yeah, we'll go, yeah, we'll go look at Broadway, then we'll go see some midget tossing. I wouldn't think that'd be a big deal. But Florida, that one really did surprise me. No, that, that does surprise me as well. And I guess that's one of the great things about living in Texas because I can't imagine us ever banning that. Uh, but at the same time, why would you want? What would be the purpose of banning it? I, I'm I'm not following that logic. Yeah. No one's getting hurt. The guys are doing it voluntarily. And oh, re- I bet, bet you a few of them got hurt. Well, okay. Let, let's be honest. <laughs> there was probably some injuries, right? But, There's but, some head first ones. But bet you. <laughs> but you're also, if you think about it, that was kind of along the lines of the popularity of those Velcro suits, where you'd run and you'd right, jump yeah. on the trampoline and yeah. you kind of do it yourself, uh-huh. right? You'd yeah. stick yourself to a wall. Yeah. So and you had to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had uh, to pay for it. Right. So you're choosing to do that, and yeah. and now they ban something like that that. You know, I I don't know. I I think that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, and and I am, you know, I was trying to be sensitive, and I was trying to look at it from you know Midget's Dwarf's point of view, and so I was looking up, um, you know. So what you're saying is you kind of squatted down on the ground, or yeah, I yeah, yeah. Um, well, well, I was trying to uh put myself in the place of a little person and think, you know, what prejudices would you face? And repeatedly, those prejudices, if you could talk to regular-sized people, what type of advice would you give to them and say, hey, don't treat us like this because it makes us feel inferior? Sure. And I actually found um, about three different websites um, which actually had advice for, you know, again, like, regular sized people uh not what to do in interaction with uh oh so 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 kind of a a guidebook for for your normal or regular height person yeah of talking to a midget yeah now I i could only find five points so i don't know if it's that big of an issue to be honest um number one and this was on this was number one on all three reps on all three websites right don't bend over to talk to us. Ooh. Don't Apparently bend o- that's in so on. Don't bend over to talk to us. So we can hear you just fine. We can hear Shaq O'Neill. We can hear you. Don't right. think you're all that big guy just because you're four foot taller than us. That's, uh, that's interesting. Right? You know, because even if, I, you know, I'm six foot tall and if I was talking to somebody that say five foot five. Right. I'm gonna not necessarily bend over, but I am definitely gonna look down. Right. And yeah. then if I'm talking to him for at least an extended period of time, we're gonna have to sit down in a chair so right. I'm not doing this, or I'm yeah. gonna find myself just kind of slightly bending over yeah. so I've not got all that pressure on my neck. Yeah. You know, and and I think where they're probably trying to get at here is the whole bending over to talk to a child. Right. You know, you try to kind of get yeah, to your hands their on levels, your knees to, and, yeah, you know, kind of yeah. deal. And so they, they don't want to feel like a child. Yeah. So, so I, I, I get that. I totally get that. So rule number one, don't bend over when you're talking to a midget. Right. Okay, no, got no, it. Number two actually kind of surprised me because I thought this would be towards the end of the list, but apparently this is a big thing. Okay. Don't assume we want to hear your greatest midget joke. 
Ooh. I don't even have a great midget I, joke. I don't have a... I don't even have a so least great midget joke. It, I, I don't want to jump too far ahead because I don't know what the other rules are, but is there a rule against asking them what the best midget joke they've ever heard is? Because here, here's no, both no, of us sitting. No, here's both of us sitting here right yeah. now. Neither one of us have a midget joke. Yeah, I, I, I got you, a, you, I've got a lot of jokes. And you out of everybody up. should have a, yeah. a midget joke. But no, I, can't, I don't have any. I can't believe I don't have a midget I don't, joke. I don't have a midget joke. So, uh, all right. I, I'd like a submission of a good midget yeah. joke. So I, actually, I need to add a right. midget joke to my arsenal. So I, we can I actually, really so we can actually cross that one off as we are not guilty of. Yeah. One, number two. Yeah. Uh, number, num th number one, I got to be honest with you, I'm pretty sure I'm guilty of that one. Yeah. Number two, I, I know I'm clean on that. Right. So I'm I'm 50 50 right yeah. now. No, number three, don't pat us on the head. Oh, yeah. I could see temptation. that. There's got to be some temptation. Oh, yeah. Coming that, in that, that one. That would, that would be. Well, it depends on if they're wearing a hat. You know, because for some well, reason, like I think. Like a leprechaun, well, you mean? Yeah, but I. I thought they all wore hats because I, I thought they were just <laughs> issued to them or something. So I wouldn't ever want to, you know, touch somebody else's hat. Right. But yeah. I, I could see the women not wearing hats. But uh, I, so I can honestly tell you I have not broken that rule. But now that I know it's a rule, it's going to be very hard for me not to break that it's rule. It's actually made it worse, isn't it? Oh, it's made it much worse. Because yeah. now if temptation. I see one, I'm just going to want to pat it on the head. Yeah. Oh, see. Oh, I, I don't know if I want to hear rule four and five. Because at least I'm, I'm, still, I'm still one out of three. But man, rule number three sounds real inviting it's going to be difficult to oh, adhere that's, to oh man that right. one, that's a tough well, one well number four is actually even worse oh, it's no. uh don't take a selfie with us oh there's no oh, way that's not going to happen well first of all with or without their permission there's no way that's not going to yeah, happen yeah that 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 is yeah. definitely going to happen yeah. uh so you uh, it hasn't happened yet but i can guarantee you i'm breaking rule oh, number four that's that, gonna happen oh absolutely uh I mean, if he, even if I have to pretend to tie up my shoes and then hold, I hold the phone and kind of, you know, kind of move it around oh, so they're yeah. in the background. I, I'm, I'm going to, no, I'm going to figure out a way for that, that to happen. happen. No but, way we're not breaking that yeah, rule. No, we're not. It, sorry, that, yeah. that one's getting broken. So one, three, and four, we're not compliant with it at the moment. Uh, number five, though, this one actually surprised me, and this was you know. On hang two on, but before lists. you go to before you go to number five, let's yeah. go back to number two with the whole midget joke thing. Because yeah. do you realize when we do get a midget joke, we're then gonna say, "Hey, I've got this joke," and we're gonna tell it, and then you know we're gonna break that rule we once we yeah. actually once we actually have a midget joke in the arsenal of jokes, we're gonna break that rule. But so just think... because we haven't broken the rules yet, and now we know what the rules are, and when we run across a midget, we realize, honestly, I'm four out of four that these rules are getting broken, right? Well, and yeah. I haven't even heard five yet, right. and I'm guessing I'm probably going to end up breaking number five, too. But do you think... But do you think that rule is going to be one of the last ones? Because you can guarantee we're we're going to be bending over to talk to them, patting right. them on the head, and taking a selfie before we start telling the joke. Because I don't think you're going to break the ice well, it, with the joke. No, I absolutely get what you're saying there. We're not necessarily doing them in that order, right. but we're still breaking the yeah. rules as you have them listed out on yeah. this list. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. You know, one, three, and four are going to happen before two. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm picturing myself. As I pat somebody on the head and am taking the picture, bending over, talking to them, once I hit click on my phone to take the picture, right. the very next words out of my mouth are, whatever this new midget joke that I have is, and then asking them if they have a better one. So, it might be, it might be uh, worth now so actually I'm, arming yourself and actually looking up a joke on the internet because you don't have one. I know, and that's crazy. I I do need to get a midget joke. Yeah. I, I I will get one, <laughs> but uh, so I'm I'm picturing myself forty five seconds to a minute in having a conversation with a midget after you've patted them on the head. Well, no, they, they, during this forty five seconds, I've already broken four four of these five rules. So what is right. rule number five? Uh, don't shout things at us, which Ooh. I'm which I'm assuming. Um, and this was this was again on like two of the uh, three lists. It's 
when they're walking down the street, apparently they'll get just random comments like, Midget! Dwarf! Oh, I got uh, you. They don't like that, apparently. So basically, rule number five would be broken first because I'm going to say, Hey, Midget! Then I'm going to run over there, <laughs> yeah, bend yeah, over, yeah. talk to him, that pat him on the head, take one. a selfie, yeah, yeah. and tell a joke. That, that would be broken yeah. first. Yeah. So basically... Uh, I, I'm doomed with these rules. So basically, out of these five, other than the fact you don't actually have a greatest Midget joke, the other four are guaranteed to be broken. Well, it, here's the problem, though. Once we finish today's podcast, within about 15 minutes, I'll have a midget joke looked up. So, yeah, this is uh, this is not looking good for me. I mean, it, it it's really not looking good for me. Yeah, um... Well, I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure just like uh, in the last podcast, we provided far more information on the topic than any reasonable person needs to know about something. And of course, as uh, you can always rely on us, we have fact-checked everything, uh, at least with a halfway decent Google search, maybe. Uh, you know, that that's the way we roll. So, any final thoughts? Um, yeah, uh, I just want to leave you with this, and this is why it's hard to take this subject maybe as seriously as we should take it. Right. Uh, that, uh, one of the headlines which came up, uh, twice on, um, discriminatory, um, issues was, uh, Midget Sue's Grocer cites belittling remarks. Oh, terrible he 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 didn't even he see how there. he was he didn't even see how he was setting himself he up. had to go there oh you know i want to say poor little guy but that yep. would make Can me sound that? terrible Can right yeah 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 so well thanks everybody for tuning in to this episode of the wolf and the shepherd we hope you enjoyed it and we look forward to hitting you up with very interesting intriguing and informing topics with all of our fact checking and research behind it Thanks, everyone.